The doctor-patient marketplace. That's our Tuesday topic with Dr. John Hallberg. At some point in your life, chances are you'll need a new primary care physician. But though that's essential in today's health care environment, it's not always easy. Here to help us navigate is our regular medical analyst, Dr. John Hallberg. John is a physician in family medicine at the University of Minnesota. Welcome back. Hi, Stephen. Thank you. So I encountered this recently when my longtime dentist retired. What is the responsibility of a medical provider to inform patients that they're getting set to leave the profession. You know, I think all clinics have some kind of a succession plan in place that you know if if a doc is going to retire. And so you're probably going to hire someone who's new and young and has a lot of capacity in their schedule. And then we send out letters when we know that that's happening. Is this an issue the medical community is uh, trying to get ahead of knowing that a lot of providers are likely of that aging baby boom generation? You know, I think we're all taking a look at that and trying to think, you know, where do we find that new young physician, that new young provider to come on board and have, um, you know, lots of capacity to see new patients and and potentially, you know, sort of transition one uh, clinic panel over to another. So most common scenarios are your physician is retiring or maybe you move to a, a new town. Where does one start in finding a new doc? Is it to check to see which clinics are covered under your health care plan? You know, that's probably a good place to start because people do get surprised that there'd be a certain group that's in a different uh, tier and they don't want to pay more out of pocket. So I think knowing right up front uh, where things stand is important. And then I think it's, you know, decide where are you most likely to seek your medical care? Do you want it near your home and where you live? If that's different than where you work, would you rather go during the workday? Perhaps having both of those you know, options um, in your plan so that if you go to urgent care one place and your clinic is in, you know, in another location that they speak to each other using the same electronic record. I think most of us are now getting on the same page with that. So you can, even if it's another system, you can find that information, but not that's not always true. What about giving a, a doctor a sort of a, a, a tryout? Is that uh, something oh, that gosh. we do? Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of bristle at that. And I know that there's a lot of uh, reason maybe to do that because this is potentially a multi-year commitment. I mean, I've got patients I've delivered who I'm still seeing. I did that in residency, and here I'm 20 years on in my practice. And so, I mean, we cherish those long-term relationships. And if you're not sure you're, you want to enter one that way, but I think that calling a clinic, for example, and wanting to interview physicians just is, it rubs many of us a little bit the wrong way, simply because we don't have time to see somebody and just chat about our philosophy. But I think that these days, so much of that can be found online. You can get a sense of people. And frankly, the most important thing is talking to friends and family and seeing who they like. What about about uh, these top docs uh, issues that we see in the, uh, the, the the magazines. Keep in mind that all of the nominees come from other physicians and other nurses, typically. So these are people that they you bump into in the hospital floors, in rounding, people that have uh, a reputation. Um, a lot of specialists are listed because, you know, there's only so many specialists and, and people have certain referral patterns and names keep popping up. But that by no means means that that's who you should see. I mean, most doctors, most really, really good providers are not in those lists. Mm -hmm. And so I think that uh, people should not rely on that as a way of finding, uh, especially in primary care. Are there any services that uh, rate 
doctors? You know, sure. I mean, I think that people are rating doctors like they do restaurants and, and other services and Angie's List on down. I mean, they all have those things. I think there, too, you're going to get people who are really, really happy and people who are probably really unhappy. So I'm not sure you're going to always get the right kind of middle path of uh, information about a provider that way. So somebody has uh, a doctor that they've seen forever you know, 25, 30 years uh, or more, and that doctor retires. And then they are sort of handed off to another doctor in uh, in that clinic. But what if it isn't a good fit? That happens all the time. Um, you know, people are very loyal to particular providers. I think, though, that we are probably thinking a little more these days about healthcare homes, having a, a place where you go. You may not always be able to see your provider. But nevertheless, I think people really identify with people. In that case, if it's just not a good fit, I think that seeing somebody else in that group, and let's be honest, people will go to a different group. I mean, they'll have, you know, a spouse or a loved one will go see someone else and say, oh, you've got to go see my doctor. And uh, they may do that, too. And we totally understand understand that. Do you think there is a, a certain uh, personality type of a physician that that goes with a certain uh, uh, type of patient? Um, are there certain doctors and certain patients that <laughs> that just aren't going to get along? Oh, absolutely. And I think this is, you know, we don't talk about this very much. I mean, we certainly train physicians and healthcare providers to read a situation, to kind of sense almost immediately where a patient's coming from. But let's face it. I mean, you know, this is a this is a tricky, intense, potentially intense, long term relationship, and uh, we're not all gonna like each other. And I think that one of the roles I have as a physician is I may not like somebody personally, but I owe it to them to be professional and to take care of them. And some people can sense that it's more of a superficial nature of things that people are just not that interested; they're too busy. Um, but you know, I mean, thank goodness there are lots and lots of options. There are many, many clinics people can can you know typically find that right fit and i certainly hope that they they do so john i have to figure if someone is so popular that they're in a, a magazine as one <laughs> of the top docs they're probably already pretty busy that's right i mean so most of the people there are are you know advanced in their career they're well known they're popular they have full practices people will call and and this is not just you know the top doctors by the way this is you know many many uh, providers in this situation where you'll get that dreaded i'm sorry but he or she is not taking new patients mm-hmm. and people when they've when they have expectations of getting in are um, bothered by that and frankly hurt sometimes or saddened mm-hmm. so i do have a couple words of advice and that is that you know if um, you hear that. Keep in mind that many times those people on the other end of the phone are at a central scheduling area or they're just, you know, a scheduler. It's not the nurse. You can ask to talk to that provider's nurse. And then, you know, if there's a connection, um, your spouse already sees that provider. Can you, could you get in? Many times we want to take care of the whole family, so we'll say yes. Um, you live in the same building. You live just down the street. Um, your friends have just, you know, said you've got to go see this person. You know, you can always try that next step. So I encourage people not to just stop at that point if they really feel that there's a reason why they want to see a particular uh, physician. So, John, uh, other than a a physician retiring, what other scenarios are there where where someone might need to find a a new doctor? Sure. I can think of a couple for sure. And that is that I think many, unfortunately, many physicians are becoming burned out. They're devoting more time to administration or teaching. This is certainly true in academia where your career shifts every few years from maybe more patient care oriented to something else. But um, I've experienced one example, and that is that uh, many systems have a, a plan in place that if you haven't been to a clinic in about three years, 
years, they assume that you've moved on or you've gone someplace else. And so you have to kind of plead your case to get back in. And, and uh, again, that's uh, that's been my scenario. And I, I had to accost my former primary care physician at a social event to make sure that I can get back on his schedule. <laughs> so you got kicked out. <laughs> I did get kicked out. I'm too healthy. <laughs> are, are there enough primary care physicians to, to fill the need to, to go around? You know, I wish that there were, but it seems that that is becoming a, a more and more of a problem. And I think that this is uh, becoming, you know, apparent that we have to start thinking beyond primary care physician and change that word to primary care clinician. Um, many of my wonderful nurse practitioner and physician assistant and, and nurse midwife uh, colleagues are picking up the the mantle of that a little bit. And I know physicians aren't happy to hear that. I'm certainly doing everything I can in the medical school and elsewhere to encourage people to go into primary care, but it's a tough sell at times and I'm sad to see that happening. So I think that the definition of what a primary care provider is, is changing. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll think that that's a good thing that might help with cost, but, you you know, I still think that there is going to be a, a, a deep, real need for uh, more primary care physicians, and I hope we can you know, fill that void. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you, Stephen. A regular medical analyst, Dr. John Hallberg, is a physician in family medicine at the University of Minnesota.